This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins, powered by BetUS. 879-BETUS or BetUS.com. All right, welcome into the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. John Zan is pinch hitting for Nick here on a quick hitter one-off Monday edition of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast. As always, powered by BetUS. Go to BetUS.com, use the code BSJ, and receive up to 200% in bonuses. And Greg, we're going to have to start things off here with some breaking news on the Patriots. Uh, and it's it's bad. It's bad. Uh, Jonathan Jones, who was just placed on IR, uh with a shoulder injury, apparently had surgery. And according to Ian Rappaport, NFL Network is done for the year. Um, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really- yeah. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> yeah. does, John. Um, I think that, look, uh, Jonathan Jones is a guy who I don't think gets enough appreciation. I don't think people understand how, how tough playing slot cornerback is because what makes it different than outside cornerback is that those guys inside have a two-way go. They can go inside or they can go outside, and you have no you no idea which way they're going to go. At least guys on the sideline, you know you really only have to defend the inside. The boundary helps you. It's a second defender. And Jonathan Jones, in my opinion, is one of the best slot corners in the league. Uh, he also gives you flexibility at safety, does other things, tackles well, can return kicks if you need. Uh, he, he's He's really good. John and and for them to lose him at this point, just as Stephon Gilmore is about to you know become active for the Carolina Panthers and start for them, it's a huge blow. I mean, yeah. look, we thought before the season that at some point this year for the Patriots, and some of us banked on it in, in terms of our predictions for the Patriots, that at some point this season, the Patriots would have three really good cornerbacks starting for them. Stephon Gilmore, f- former defensive player of the year. J.C. Jackson, who's a borderline number one, certainly a very good number two boundary corner. And Jonathan Jones, who's one of the yeah. best slot corners in the league. Now they're down to one. Right. And so this has the potential to be, uh, I don't want to see say a se- season wrecker, because I do think they'll, we've seen them go to the Super Bowl with worse in the secondary than yeah, they have Yeah, with Troy right Brown now, and like Julian Edelman playing in the slot, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of a different time 10 years later, but, uh, I, you know, this this is a very serious injury for this team, and it, it puts them in a difficult situation. Yeah, it's the importance of that position nowadays, too, because you have so many supremely yep. talented receivers playing inside now. Uh, and again, you just don't have enough set it and forget it positions on this roster. And you're right. Those three cornerbacks, that was supposed to be it. And that was that's a backbone of your defense. I know I can cover. I know we've got these guys. And now you're J.C. Jackson and who knows what. You're already playing Jalen Mills out of position. You don't know what you're getting out of anybody else. So this is thin, thin, thin. I mean, can they address it? They don't really have space. I mean, I guess you can do a restructure or something. But is this something, if you want to salvage the season, you have to address? I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to like, and not with a spare part depth piece. Like, are you going to go get somebody real? I don't know if they're going to be able to get somebody real, John, just because, you know, and, and I sort of, uh, I I sort of went through this at one point with this team when there were issues with Gilmore, because I wanted the Patriots to trade for a cornerback before the season and then be all that much better. Once Gilmore came back, uh, and what I was told at the time by NFL sources is just, it's just like nobody has enough cornerbacks. Right. And so 
for the Patriots to give one away and then lose one to injury. I don't know what they're going to be able to find other than, you know, you're looking at sort of like retread alley. And I'm sure there will be names out there that people are like, oh, that's what, you know, like, I don't know. I think they had the pool guy out uh, a couple weeks ago to work out. Um, Look, Miles Bryant is going to have to be the starting uh, slot corner, which is fine. He's a good player. He'll do a decent job. And then, you know, really you're looking at the other corner. and Boy, do you really wish you had better than Juwan Williams right now? Yeah. And that's what they're going to have to go out and find. All right, who's better than – right now you're looking for degrees. Who's better than Juwan Williams? Yeah. And, you know, maybe you go back to some of the people that you know. You're looking at all the loser teams, especially like, you know, the Houston Texans and people like that. The Patriots gave away Keon Crossan a few years ago, who I thought was a really good player. Yeah. Maybe they can get that kind of guy back who knows the system and you can plug right in. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, it's not something you want, you know, uh, heading into obviously next week's game against the Chargers and some of the teams that you're going to be facing yeah. here, which are going to really kind of, you know, test you back there. But before we get into that, and I know you and Nick are going to talk about look ahead uh, to this week. This is feel good Monday for the Patriots. The first one all year oh, yeah. where, where you've again, where you aren't pissed about 10 different things, even in a winning effort. Um, so it's a complete, it is, it's a complete performance, but everyone's going to, and I mean, from the first quarter on everybody on Twitter is already. Yeah, but it's the jets. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, yeah, but win because it's the jets, Hell but, yeah. but still you wrote about this over at Boston sports journal uh, that there were things that they did that they needed to do. Uh, in this game that they hadn't done in any other game. The question is just whether they'll keep doing those types of things. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, term it however you want. I think, yeah. you know, Belichick. In terms of Joffrey attitude. Daniels, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought, you know, they basically, I termed it beer muscles in this game, you know, right. and had a little bit too much to drink and uh, you know, you think you're stronger than you are. And, and all of a sudden you got to fight at Fenway park and, and that type of thing. And, and I thought, look, there's no question. You watch the way the Patriots conducted themselves yesterday. They knew they were playing the Jets. They knew, especially once Zach Wilson went out, they knew that they were playing with house money. And so they were aggressive from the get-go. And um, it was great to see. And, I, you know, even before halftime, Bill Belichick against everybody else, he's taking knees and, 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 and wants to run into the locker room and get to the second half all of a sudden yeah. yesterday. They're marching on a touchdown drive before halftime, right? Um, which was great to see. And I'm sure a lot of fans were like, well, where the hell was that the week before? When you just said, you know, 14-10 against Dallas, and you're like, you know, a minute 30. You didn't have any timeouts at that point, but you're like, all right, well, at least we can get a field goal, go up seven, and we get the ball to start the second half. Right. But, you know, Belichick all of a sudden is a lion because the Jets are on the other sideline. They need right. to – you want to see the Patriots play with this type of attitude going forward. I think – I think it has a trickle down effect, you know, John, with with the the way that the players play. You know, yeah. when your coaches have confidence in you and they're backing you and they they give you an aggressive game plan, then you know, you play aggressive. You know, when when coaches coach tight, players play tight. And everybody's like, "Well, I why, why are the Patriots making all these mistakes? Too many turnovers and penalties and fumbles and that's because the coach the Patriots coaches were coaching every single thing like, "All right, Everything has to be perfect or we're right. going to lose the game. We cannot make they're like, yeah, yeah. Can, you can't cannot make, one make a single mistake or else it's all doomed. It only works yeah. if you're perfect. And that's yeah, a margin of error. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's no way to play football. And so, 
you know, I think we saw, and hopefully Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and them see the benefit of uh, that attitude they had this weekend and they can apply it going forward. And it's what's so amazing is it's not only that, it's what they used to force other teams to do, which is go ahead and have a 15 play drive. I guarantee you mess up one of those 15 plays Mm -hmm. to our benefit. You know, it's so so odd that they became the team that they used to, you know, Mm -hmm. that they used to take advantage of. And then we in the media would make fun of like, you can't be conservative against the pay. You can't punt the ball in the fourth, all of that stuff. They're now doing it. And it's really strange uh, that that was the case. And Bell, Bill even went for it on a fourth down in this game. And it, wow, it was easy. It was, it was an easy conversion and it ended up leading to a score later on. So there was a lot of good things here. Um, can't talk Patriots without talking about Mac. I know again, it's Monday. You haven't had the benefit of going deep into the film, but your like mm-hmm. initial observations, the box score looks better in a lot of, uh, you know, in a lot of ways It's his first 300 yard game, but he pressed the ball downfield uh, more than he had been uh, in the past. The thing is, though, he didn't complete a ton of them. Uh, I think it was only one completion past 20 yeah. yards uh, on that one to Bourne, but they did attempt some some more passes downfield. Yeah, I thought I thought overall, I think that you know it'll come out that he played reasonably well. Good, not I great. did. You know, I, I I did not think he got off to a very good start in this no. game. I thought I thought he was inaccurate. I thought he he almost got picked off. I remember on one pass. Yeah. Um, where he telegraphed it and uh, to to his right on a little hitch, I forget who was the receiver and, was. Yeah, um, the linebacker you know, the safety that, just came over and it was in his it was in, in his mitts. Yeah, yeah, they were in the red zone at one point, and you know the the first read was uh, a post by someone, and Mac almost threw that, but he wisely saw the safety rotating over, and he would have been picked off. And then he turns around and he throws to Hunter Henry, and it's not even close to him. And there were a few of those plays in the first half. I thought. Right. I thought probably the two-minute drill at the end of the first half is when he started to get catch fire. Maybe the co- coaches also recognize that, that they need to do a little bit more of that with Mac Jones. But I thought I thought he got off to a slow start. I thought he played better. Of course, that probably coincided with the Jets relaxing, um, you know, knowing that they were down a bunch uh, right. basically at halftime. But, yeah, I think – look, John, I think that this offense, what you're seeing – is what we've been talking about all season. They are going to take baby steps at getting better at everything. And that's what's happening. I, I said basically halfway point of the year, you know, is when starts things will start to gel. It's a question of whether they're above water or not. They're keeping their head above water. And that's why I think the next couple weeks, uh, the Chargers game in particular, and who do they play after that? I was just I just went through the schedule the other day. I did a whole column on it. But anyways, it's yeah. The Brown in my opinion, the Browns game coming up is probably the swing game on the season. You're talking yeah. about a it's team, all it's Carolina. It's Carolina. It's Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. See, then, like, then the Browns, yeah. Yeah, I went through the schedule and they don't even need to win those games. The the Chargers game and the Panthers game, as long as they play well in those games. I mean, the state of the Panthers, you'd like to win that game, but it's an NFC game. It's not really gonna matter. The Chargers are going to get a, probably the top wild card at, or at well, they're going to win their division um, now that the Chiefs are imploding. So that's not going to matter. What's going to matter is the rest of the AFC games, especially the Browns game. They need to keep building because that's really the season comes down to that Browns game. They're going to need to win that game uh, to hold a tiebreaker at the end of the year in the wild card. 
Okay. As we kind of assess on the Patriots uh, front, what's real uh, off of Sunday's performance, a couple other games I wanted to ask your opinion on, a couple other teams. You mentioned yep. Kansas City imploding. Are they in trouble, like for real? Uh, Three I, and four, I, same well, record as the Patriots. Right. Um, and it looks bad in a lot of ways. And Mahomes is like, and again, this is, maybe this will resonate. You know, this this is a little bit, uh, this is kind of, uh, reminiscent of what Aaron Rodgers did uh, at a certain point in his career with Mahomes, where he knows he can extend things. He knows he can do magical things. He seems to not take some easy, mm -hmm. easy plays that are right there in front of him. And he's hurting his team more than he's helping it in some ways right now. Uh, and obviously their defense is a total mess. Uh, yeah, I think, look, they're in a rough straight right now. I think they'll get things somewhat figured out. I think, you know, the defense, they've been challenged personnel-wise for a couple right. of years. Um, you know, Spagmolo's a really smart guy. He's a guy I respect a ton, a Massachusetts guy. Um, he'll figure something out on the defensive side. Andy will figure something out on the offensive side. You know, they're they're going to be the proverbial. I've seen this before. And you don't want to play him in the playoff up, team. Right. You, yeah. you, you know, you you're right to bring up the Packers and Rodgers because you know we given my background I cover that team or at least I follow that team pretty closely. They've had a lot of seasons like this where yeah. the the Packers stink, everybody thinks the world's collapsing, and then all of a sudden at the end of the season they're in the NFC Championship game. Right, and that's you know you know and this this Chiefs team still feels to me like that's going to happen. They're going to get in as a wild card. They're going to knock some. I, like, I could see them going into, like, Buffalo yeah. and ending Buffalo's season. Um, so, don't write off the Chiefs yet. They're way too talented. They need to figure some things out, uh, just like a lot of teams in this league. But I don't think that – I don't think they're out of it at all. Okay. And are the, Beng the Bengals, are they real? Love them. Yep. Love them? I, yeah, I, I wrote this weekend, and I actually put a little BetUS money on the Bengals. <laughs> And I, I used my free play money. I actually wanted to take the money line, John, but I couldn't use it for my free play bonus, deposit yeah. bonus. So I was a little bit bitter, but so I just took the points and the Bengals win going away. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are no joke. They're yeah. a good team. People are sleeping on them. I wrote in my column this weekend. I said, don't sleep on the Bengals. Just like don't sleep on Brian Hoyer. Now don't sleep on the Bengals. I'm over to that. Uh, but yeah, I think that the Bengals are for real. I think that they're probably going to, they might, I don't know if they're going to beat out the Ravens for the division, but it's going to be very close. But that's why this AFC wildcard picture is so strange. Yeah. Like, you know, if the rate you want the Ravens sort of the run away with the AFC North and dominate and everybody else to be in your nine and eight, 10 and seven area. Right. Uh, but if the Bengals keep winning, you know, that might be another wild card that's ticked off that somebody's right. not going to get. Exactly, because right now you're right. I mean, nobody else out of the AFC East is going to come out there. Nobody out of the AFC South. So you're looking at yep. if, if the Raiders sustain Well, the Colts, of, no, the Colts, Colts, Titans, loser. And, yeah. and Yeah, but Patriots it's still a three and four. The Colts, the Colts are still a three and four team. Yeah. But you're, you're talking about running and hiding. You've still got the Raiders out in the West, uh, technically ahead of the Chargers who've had a bye. Yeah. But, yeah, right, you're talking – you need some teams to come down to that level. And then you're going to have – you have Kansas City lurking into that wild card position. As you said, they're probably going to start to get it going later in the year too. So, Pats yeah. have to stack up some Ws uh, sooner than later uh, to, yeah, to stay that, in that Yeah, that and picture. I think – and this was my column this weekend because I just sort of wanted to look at what the picture was. And basically, you know, it's good for the Patriots. They have uh, – who did we just talk about? They have the Browns. <laughs> they got the Browns. 
Yeah. They have the Titans yep. and they have the Colts yep. on their schedule. Yep. They win all three of those games and they're in a three-way tie with those teams. The Patriots go to the the playoffs. If you sweep yep. if you're tied with three teams and you swept them all, you go. So those yep. games are going to be vital down the stretch. Yep. All right. So again, we'll see what happens. More Greg Bedard Patriots podcast coming on Tuesday uh, with Nick Cattles. They'll do a deeper dive into what we saw on Sunday and talk about all the news surrounding the team. Uh, but until then, just a reminder, please head over to uh, BetUS, our official sponsor, BetUS.com. Use the code BSJ for 200% off in bonuses on your initial deposit once again uh, betus.com use the code bsj america's number one sports book for 25 years uh, head over there right now and subscribe thanks a lot greg thanks sean